Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday to everybody. Hope everybody had a fantastic weekend. Um, this is the What Would Jeff Do show, um, which is not, we do that every Monday. I'm sorry, every Wednesday and Friday. I've got six podcasts, so I get them all mixed up. And this is the Wake the Fuck Up with Jeff show. This is what we do in the morning. It's time to wake up. I've been up for, oh, geez, three o'clock in the morning. Um, uh, wake the fuck up with Jeff show. We do this every Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, and it is a single topic show. And what we do is we pick a topic. I pick a topic. Actually, on Sunday night, I actually put a um, in Instagram stories. I um, put up a little request. People can, you know, put some ideas down, and I'll actually shape the show around your requests. Um, uh, which I put up on Instagram stories. If you're not part of our social media family, between Instagram, uh, YouTube, and Facebook, Instagram and Facebook being the most um, active, um, I would definitely suggest you do that. Instagram stories being highly, highly active. Um, We'll be doing a subscription service. Um, We'll be launching that in December for Instagram where you'll be able to get membership-only stories, membership-only lives, membership-only behind-the-scenes um, and that's going to be like $4.99 a month. If you're not familiar with the subscription service for Instagram, um, maybe some of the people you follow are already doing it. So uh, I don't, I'll take questions at the end of this, and it's pertaining to the, um, the subject at hand. So a lot of the general, excuse me, a lot of the general questions, what I do is those get pushed to the Wednesday and the Friday, what would Jeff do show, which is a Q&A. I also do um, private consults. Just to remind everybody, though, we are um, uh, still running our Black Friday sale. Um, let me give you one example of our, the number one show that we have um, for, for, for Black Friday. That's it. Green to graduate. Good. Down. Good. Tucker here. Good job. Down. This dog didn't even know its name, and in 11 days it was off-leash trained. Turn around and come back towards us. In heavily distracted. Tucker, area. here! That's my boy! We call on a big, huge field. Here? So the there we go. Drove him to That's my boy. And then also, let's, um, let's check out... Um, our bundles. So if you if you go to um, the our academy page, if you go to our academy page, at, at a minimum subscribe to it. At a minimum subscribe to it. Um, you don't have to buy anything at all. But by subscribing to it, you get on our mailing list. And on our mailing list, we we don't flood you with emails at all. But you do find out about specials that we're offering. But um, you can see the bundles that we're offering. We're offering some fantastic bundles. Some really, really great bundles. And um, it's going to the end of the month. I don't know this is the 28th, but I know it's going to the end of the month. Um, and we've got bundle one, bundle two, bundle three. And you can save a lot of money on that. And it goes through what all the bundles are. So um, a lot of folks are buying multiple courses. They've always bought multiple courses. So what we've done is we've bundled them up for the um, the Black Friday uh, sale and um, uh, what what that will give you um, is um, a lot of money uh, saved. Don't forget, as a Patreon member, and I put up the link to the academy up on the um, in the chat. If you're listening to us on the podcast, it is academy.solidcaninetraining.com and our Patreon channel. 
our Patreon um, members get all kinds of added benefits, and it's $10 a month. Um, if you join Patreon, you get a 20% off of all your courses. We're letting people um, also combine that with the uh, the Black Friday sale, which is really, really um, fantastic for folks because they can get almost courses for half price. Um, but um, let's start talking about um, e-cowers. The topic today um, that I really wanted to talk about are, um, it's very, very common. A lot of people have um, uh, cut and paste responses. There's so much misinformation about shock cowers. By the way, when I use the word shock cower, e-cower, remote cower, they're all the same thing. And there'll be people out there that say they're not. In 2022, they are. So when you get a cower from, um, I don't know about the ones that are um, off-brand, but when you get a, um, a Garmin Sport Dog, Sport Dog runs a little bit hot for us, and in the way it's set up, we don't train with that, but it can be good for correcting um, unwanted behaviors. And then you've got the dog trot and the e-cower technology. So between dog trot and e-cower technology, those are the ones we use the most um, because they've got um, dials on them that you can go from zero to 127 on the dog trot and zero to 100 on the e-cower technology. You know, there's, there's a huge skill set to dog training in general. Um, a lot of times people will say, um, you know, e-cowers are just a shortcut because you don't put the work in. That is the biggest lie out there. Well, one of the many lies and unethical um, uh, uh, practices out there that when people say that. Now, um, if you want to stop an unwanted behavior, such as barking at the front door, counter surfing, getting in the trash, fence fighting, um, uh, digging holes outside, the e-cower actually is a shortcut. It actually is fantastic. You can actually stop it in seconds. And, and as far as I'm concerned, and I'd like to think every rational human being, why wouldn't you want to stop your dog from getting in the trash or counter surfing in one session, charging the front door? instead of working on that for a long time. Why wouldn't you just want to stop it now? Getting in the trash and counter surfing, your dog could die. So why wouldn't you want to keep your dog safe in one second? I don't understand that. Now, when it comes to obedience training, it is not, if folks are out there thinking that if you can just push a button and your dog is automatically going to do these obedience commands, sit down, place, heal, and recall, there's nothing farther from the truth. There's nothing farther from the truth. I can say the exact same thing about food. Just because I have food in my hand, if you really think that because I've got food in my hand, no matter how, how high value it is, hot dogs, dried liver, you know, uh, the yummiest stuff out there, raw beef, if you think that the dog is going to sit down, place, heal, recall, um, with food, you're also mistaken. No matter what tool you use, it does not train the dog. The leash, what color you use, food, how valuable the food is, it does not train the dog. This is what trains the dog, dog training. This, that's what trains the dog, is dog training. You need to understand how to train a behavior and how to stop a behavior. And then when you want to train the behavior, you use a reward-based system, which is historically food. 
And when you want to stop a behavior, you use a punitive-based system, which e-cowers are great for. But the great thing about e-cowers are, is we can use e-cowers for both training, a obedience command, and stopping an unwanted behavior, working on good manners, working on um, stress, anxiety, and fear, which is really, really throws a lot of people off that you can use an e-cower to get your dog to overcome stress, anxiety, and fear. Now, a lot of people are going to come up with all these cut and paste responses. Now, these folks who are doing this um, have never used one or don't know how to use one to do this. So when you don't have the right information, when you don't know what to do, you imagine things. You come up with these imagination things and you come up with a made up story or you believe someone else's made up story. Oh, the only reason why the dog is doing that behavior is because it's afraid of being, you know, shocked. Well, I can absolutely agree with that when it comes to certain behaviors. I'd like to, um, I have no problem at all instilling the wrath of God the fear of God into my dog if it wants to jump on the counter, if it wants to bite a child, if it wants to get into a dog fight. I have absolutely no problem at all like with my dog thinking, if I do this, I will have a huge amount of discomfort applied to me. I have no problem with that at all. I have no problem with that at all. Now, on the flip side, when it comes to the obedience realm, we use a reward-based system to train a dog. And when we're using a remote collar, it's at low levels paired with food. But when you get to the proofing stage, because food gets removed, you need to remove food out of the equation. When you get to the correction stage of obedience, then what you need to do, do is there has to be a consequence for not doing a known command breaking a known command there has to be a consequence that is valuable to the dog or you'll have sloppy obedience or a selective listener or a stubborn dog and what it boils down to is just lack of motivation motivation for something good motivation to prevent something negative from happening so the the doing something so negative so a negative result doesn't happen is a powerful motivator. And we can use that everywhere in the animal kingdom, everywhere in the human kingdom. Preventing a punisher, and by the way, punishment, the word punisher has been hijacked by social media, by many organizations, by um, many politicians to mean abuse. And it's not abuse. Applying a punisher to instill an inhibitor to stop an unwanted behavior. These are factual things. These are things that are well known in the dog training community. Now, there's a certain segment of the dog training community which will try to convince you that that is false. But it is not false. That's their agenda. They know it's not, they might not know it's, 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 it's not false. But, um, they might be convinced of it because a lot of folks that are in that camp are, have been brainwashed and they have to stick to that agenda. But shock cowers, remote cowers, e-cowers, call them what you want. They are not shortcuts. 
in a majority of your training program. It's actually pretty laborious. So when we e-cower train a dog, and a lot of times in our videos, we show e-cower training in very close proximity. Somebody yesterday um, uh, made a comment on one of our pages that said, we were showing a dog doing impulse control and we we're showing how we're at the NCS stage. So we have a four stage program on how we train with remote cowers. And we started without the remote cower and then we layer the remote cower over it when it comes to obedience. And all of that is in our green to graduate video series, which is available on our academy. It's one of our paid courses. It was a dog that was, we had a couple of kids that were trying to distract the dog because this is what we do. We have to proof the dog. The dog got up, we applied the remote, the dog got back down. And someone made the comment saying, I can do that without the remote. I'm like, well, frankly, so can I. I can do that without a remote too. I don't need a remote cower to do that. Well, then why are you using a remote cower? Why? Because mother nature eventually is going to overrule training. And the remote cower is going to give you the leverage you need. Also, we're not doing it for short distances. We're doing it for also off-leash, far distances. We're doing it to teach our dog another language. It's a communication language. And a lot of folks will say, well, e-cowers instill fear, mess up the dog, ruin the relationship. Being in business for 20 years, training over 10,000 dogs, doing over 300 seminars around the world, um, actively working with dogs, not sitting behind a desk, not just doing podcasts, which I've been doing for 13 years. And I mention these numbers because I think it's relevant. It's very relevant to the information that I give. Being someone that rehabilitates some of the most challenging dogs there are out there is relevant where most dog trainers work with only easy dogs. And that is truth. If you, bring a, if you bring a difficult dog, let's say you bring a leash reactive dog to a reactive rover class, which is a common name for a class that does not use any punitive methods at all. People are bringing these dogs 12, 24, 36 times. Meanwhile, your average dog, now there are always these outliers, but your average dog that we work with, we can stop leash reactivity in a day. One day. And a lot of folks will say, well, you've just, um, you're hiding it, you're suppressing it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We do suppress it on day one. And then we go to a reward-based system and reward the dog for not doing it. But you, why not, what, what is wrong with stopping an unwanted behavior? Um, what is wrong with stopping an unwanted behavior immediately? And then start training what you want. So sometimes you've got to do that. So when it comes to obedience work, you can start off by training and shaping and educating the dog what you want. You're working with a blank slate. But how about if that dog is trying to bite you in between these sessions? Do we not stop that as we also train obedience? Hey, buddy. Hey, Angelo. There's, um, there's a plate in the fridge that has an omelet in it. Just heat it up for 30 seconds. And then also there's some pineapple in one of the black containers. All right. And then drink some water, okay? Um, 
So I think it's important that um, folks understand that e-cowers are not bad. And the reason why I'm also going to, you know, I've been using e-cowers now for, for the first three years I didn't. Um, I did old school yank and crank, which I actually feel fortunate that I learned that skill set because it works and it works wonderfully. And boy, has it saved my ass from a lot of the aggressive dogs that I've worked with. Um, I think it's important that folks understand that in the, in the last 20 years, 90% of the dogs that have come into our training center, 90% of the dogs at our seminars um, have not been on tools. The relationship with their owners suck. They are aggressive. They are badly behaved. They are nervous, fearful, anxious. They've never been on a remote collar before. So now what? Now what can we say? So what fucked up those dogs? What destroyed the relationship with those dogs? What has made the life with those dogs in the family miserable? Why do we have dogs that are literally owning the house, resource guarding everything, not allowing spouses or couples to hug each other without biting some of them? Why are dogs being resource guarding of food, bones, toys, dog beds, other people? Why? They've never used a remote collar. So they've never used a remote collar and we see some of the worst behaviors out there. But meanwhile, shock collars are supposed to make dogs worse. In my experience, which is 10,000 dogs, 20 years, all I'm seeing is dogs already badly behaved. What's up, buddy? What's that? Oh, that's fine. Why is it that we're seeing all these unwanted behaviors already without the use of these collars, without the use of a punishment-based system to stop an unwanted behavior? That's what's missing. The issue is that nobody wants to put these things into context. Context is missing in the social media age. Context is missing in the cut and paste age. Context is missing with the headline reading page. Nobody wants to nobody wants to go in a little bit depth. Nobody wants to have a discussion. They just want to have an argument. They stick to an agenda and they just want to scream it and yell it. And they're not even considering that there's actually other ways. So what's fortunate about what we do is we actually fully understand how to reward base train a dog and we actually put it into practice. And we're really good at it. But your average dog trainer does not know, cannot stop an unwanted behavior. They can't. They cannot. Stopping jumping on people, we do that in one to three seconds. Stopping rushing at the front door, we stop that one to three seconds. We have videos. We tell people how to do it. We're very, very open on how we do it. Now, what does take, what takes long? Dog, dog aggression, dog, human aggression. That takes a while. But the normal answer is kill the dog. Now, are there dogs out there that should not be alive? Absolutely. 
I don't believe in this no bad dogs. We meet bad dogs. Not just badly behaved, but outright uh, outright dangerous dogs. Now, should they be given a chance? Sure. With somebody that actually knows how to stop what they're doing. But some of these dogs are just so patterned to be aggressive that they shouldn't be walking the face of the earth even after rehab. We usually see two to three a year. So when it comes to remote collars, there's lots of misinformation. Usually the people that are giving the misinformation have not used one, don't understand how they work, just are believing this um, uh, uh, cut and paste response from someone who got their information from someone else who cut and pasted it, who got their, like, it's like, it's never from actually anybody that actually is in the trenches working with the remote cowers. There's not a person out there that I know, and I'm sure maybe they exist, but I would love to talk to them, who said, I used to use remote cowers but I decided to stop because I didn't find them effective. Really? Maybe you just didn't know what you were doing. Maybe you didn't know how to use them. It's no different than people saying clicker training doesn't work. Of course it does. It works great for teaching behaviors. It, it works great for counter conditioning. People don't know how to use them. People don't know how to reward-based train their dogs properly. The bar is set really, really low in the United States because that's the country that I'm in for obedience. So the dogs that go through our program have service dog level obedience and public access and manners and behaviors which is not difficult to do. I mean, I'd like to think that everybody wants their dog to be able to go to an outdoor cafe and sit down and not move. And a lot of people will say, oh, no, no, I can do that. I'm like, your dog just popped up 30 times. I was watching. You're sitting there having a sandwich and every time somebody walked by, your dog popped up. Every time the waiter or waitress or the server walked up to the table, your dog popped up and tried to jump on them or sniff them. I'm not against sniffing, but it's like, that's not proper behavior. Lie down, mind your business, be quiet. I'm eating dinner, I'm eating lunch, I'm eating a friend, I'm doing work. Right now I've got three dogs next to me. I've got, um, Let's see, in the crate is Odin, who just came in yesterday for boarding train, and that is Tex, and that is Wes. Okay. Um, we have not been out for exercise yet. They have not been outside. They're all high-drive dogs. Every one of those is a, is a high-drive dog. Odin came in yesterday. I've already featured him a couple of times on our Instagram page and our, our, uh, our Facebook page came in for some pretty serious leash reactivity. I didn't tell any of those dogs what to do this morning. 
I might have told Odin to settle down in his crate. Just settle. He already knows. He 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 came in trained. He just is still struggling with leash reactivity. So that's the big crack in the training that we're that we're uh, sealing up. But you know, our personal dogs know that when Jeff's sitting down or Joel's sitting down or Angelo's sitting down or you're inside the house, find a spot, lay down, and chill. And it's not because they're tired. See, that's another big lie out there that you need to have a tired dog to have a well-behaved dog. No, you don't. Now, after this, we're going to go for a bike ride. After the podcast, we'll go for a bike ride. And then I'll walk to a training walk with Odin. He's here for two weeks, so I've got to work on his leech reactivity. We'll start hunting down dogs. So if you don't know how to use a remote collar, you can be against them. You can think they're mean, but I like to make decisions based on experiences that people actually understand and know and are knowledgeable about a topic. If you're not knowledgeable about a topic, I'm not going to listen to you. Why would I, why would I listen to you? Is that, is, that, is that how we run our lives by listening to people that don't know what they're talking about or listening to people that are using their emotional, emotional comments, but not factual comments. Is that how we make decisions? Is that how we make decisions by by listening to online lies, innuendo, innuendos, falsehoods? Or do we actually make a decision based on factual information, real-life experiences from people that are actually in the trenches doing the work? A lot of, you know, there's a lot of dogs out there that, that – Folks are, they'll be amazed at the behavior of the dogs. Oh my gosh, that dog is so well-trained. Oh, I wish my dog can do that. And I'm like, your dog can do it. And then they'll be like, oh, what's that on its neck? I'm like, it's a shock collar. Oh my God, I would never do that. So you like the dog's behavior. You see this happy-go-lucky dog. You want your dog to be just like that dog up until you saw a collar. And there's also a lot of misinformation that people think the dog is always being shocked, and it's not. You can be out with your dog for all day long and never use it. All day. Well, why do you have it on the dog? Just in case. Because they're dogs. And they make mistakes. And I hate to miss a learning opportunity for the dog so it can become better and better and better every day, every week, every month. I would hate to learn. I would hate to miss a, a teaching opportunity. And it's like, can you teach without a collar? Of course you can. Of course you can teach without a collar. But when your dog is 100 feet away from you, it becomes more difficult. When you're in one room and the dog is in another room and it's barking, it becomes more difficult. When your dog is outside in the backyard, digging, barking, jumping up on the fence, and you're inside, it becomes more difficult. 
but remote cower can have a you can communicate with your dog in that situation without even leaving the house without even saying any words so i encourage people to make their own decisions based on factual real life experiences not from someone that just has a lot of letters after their name and tries to tell you something without them having it. So when someone says e-collars are bad, they destroy the relationship, they shut down the dog, the dog will be afraid, you'll make the dog more aggressive. The first question you can ask them is, how many dogs have you trained on an e-collar? Well, there's a study. There is. There's a study. I believe there's one study, two studies. Actually, one of the studies has no, it's actually not a study. They ask people, but it doesn't talk about what kind of coward they used, what kind of method of training on the coward they used, what the experience level of the person was. Anybody can buy a coward at a store, which that doesn't bother me if they do. Anybody can buy a cow at a store and start using it with no training. Well, then they're going to have a certain result. But the same cow can be put in the hands of somebody that actually knows how to do it, and they'll have a different result with the same dog. It's no different than food, no different than clicker training. There's people out there that just can't train dogs because they don't have the information. But have they done studies with people that actually know how to use cowards and are successful with them? No, they haven't. All right, I answer questions um, about the topic at hand. If there's any questions that are not about the topic at hand, what I do is I push them to our Wednesday and Friday uh, What Would Jeff Do Q&A show. Also, if you are a member of our Patreon group, and I encourage everybody to join Patreon. Number one, it's patreon.com slash solid canine training. Um, you can get a link to it right from our website. You can get a link to it right from our Instagram page. And you get, um, there's a Q&A every Tuesday we do, which is by Zoom. So it's face-to-face, voice-to-voice. We also, by being a Patreon member, the Tuesday and the Thursday show of this particular show will be on exclusively on there. You'll be able to ask questions about everything on the Patreon show. And you also get 20% off of your online courses and consults. And that's all for $10 a month. Um, Murph says, good morning. How was your weekend? Weekend was great. Joelle had to run up to New England for, um, she went up there for Thanksgiving. It was Angelo and I, and we had a lot of stuff done. We built a whole new raised um, garden. We're going to be, we put down a stone pathway. Uh, Let's see. Raised garden was fun. We had to put it together, and then we had to pick up, oh, geez, I don't know, 12 bags of organic soil, four bags of compost, a cow manure. Um, it's ready for the planting, ready for planting. Um, let's see, Stephanie, good morning, Jeff. Um, my friendship has ended with my friend because her chihuahua dog bit me and others, and others several times when walking in her house. I mentioned e training and she got angry saying it's abusive. 
Yep. So that's that's her opinion to feel that it's abusive. But she needs to take personal responsibility for her dog. So you're you're walking or other people are walking in the house and the dog is biting them. What do we call that? We call that one step in the grave. That's what we call it. We call that one step in the grave. Because if the dog keeps doing it, it's going to be killed. She told me I need to get bit and deal with the dog's personality traits and I'm or I'm never allowed back. So I have to walk. I have in order to be your friend, which is not a true friendship, by the way. Because if it was a true friendship, they'd be a little bit more concerned about reality and also not hurting you. That the dog's personality, that's not a personality trait, is biting you. So your dog's personality is biting. So this is just someone that's a lazy person who is not living in reality does not take 100% responsibility for not only their actions, because they're the ones that are preaching this ideology gospel, but they won't take responsibility for their own dog. Um, we're no longer friends. Good, because that wasn't a friend anyway. Such a huge fan of e-cowers, but I get hate and told I'm abusive. I mean, just to let you know, you're not going to get as much hate as me. I can honestly say that. I can honestly say that because I get a shitload. But I encourage people to let others know how, you, especially trainers, but also owners, like this is how I rehab my dog. This is how I train my dog. Because when you hide in the shadows, when you lie, um, and I put up a post yesterday about a lot of dog trainers not you know, fully, fully, fully being transparent. Um, or maybe it went up this morning, I forgot. Um, you know, you're not being abusive. Having your dog being 20, 30, 40 pounds overweight, or if it's a small breed dog, five to 10 pounds overweight, that's abusive. Frankly, not training your dog and not being able to take it anywhere. I don't know if we call that abusive, but um, that's sort of sad especially with all the free resources out there on how you can accomplish that. And don't worry about the hate. Let people hate you. Murph, got the leash reactivity course yesterday. Super pumped. Buying the puppy course today or tomorrow. Um, can you buy it tomorrow? With the oh, Yeah, buy it today. Buy it, buy it today. Um, Josh Kins, good morning. Good morning to you. Josh Kins, e-cowers, save my dogs. I mean, that's one of the things we hear about all the time. I mean, tech, I mean, dog training saves dogs. Rehab saves dogs. But e-cower training has made dramatic difference, dramatic difference in people's lives. Now, non-e-cower training has also made dramatic difference in people's lives. I mean, knowledge makes difference in people's lives. But e-cower training, though, does allow you to do things that, that, that are pretty incredible, especially for a owner that has a limited skill set. It's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. 
Elizabeth says, just joined. Where are you located? Um, how do you how do other out of state dog owners do this? My Adobe knows when he has the e collar on or off. I mean, I'm personally right now in Florida. Our training center is up in Rhode Island. We have online courses. If you go to academy.solidk9training.com. And if you get the green to graduate course, the green to graduate course, you will be, you'll learn how to go step-by-step step through all of our training, non-e-cower training and e-cower training. And that's just the obedience part of it. Then there's the um, the manners, there's the behavior mod, which, which we have other videos on, but also we do online consults. Um, uh, so that, that can dramatically help you. So you don't have to be, you don't have to be close to me. You don't have to hire us. Like you don't have to hire a dog trainer. Like see, dog trainers are not miracle workers. We just have a skill set, but we have a skill set that you can learn. So between free online content that we have, we've got 50,000 posts, 5,000 videos, 10,000 hours of audio content between all of our friends. That's all free, by the way. You can actually train and rehab your dog through our free content or by asking questions on our Q&A show. You don't need to hire a dog trainer. Now, aggression, you probably want to speak to a dog trainer. Anxiety, fear. Probably want to talk to um, a dog trainer. Um... Elizabeth or his prong collar. Are you probably talking about he's got the e collar on or off? Probably because you're not using it enough. How long do you, how long have you spent using it? I mean, most dogs will only do things when you have food in your hand, so it goes both ways. So if you've if you've got not gotten um, if you've not gotten um, to correction level, will you put the dogs in the potty yard real quick? Oh, okay. Thank you. If, you, if you've not gotten to correction level on your tools yet, you can have a selective listener. Um, Skyward says, how do you use obedience to teach a healer to coexist with a mini pig? Can they live in the house together? I made an impulse buy. Well, there's your first mistake, Skyler, those impulse buys. Second of all, what, what's, the, what's, the, what's the behavior? So are you going to use are you going to use obedience or are you going to do behavior mod or a combination of both? The first thing you need to do is stop the unwanted behavior. So you stop the unwanted behavior, then you train what you want. So stop your unwanted behavior and then train what you want. But I need more details. Like what are they doing that you don't want? And then I can tell you how to. Um, tell you how to stop it. Laura Lee, that's crazy unacceptable. I'm not quite sure what you're referring to. If you can give me a little bit of context on that. Uh, Murph says e-cowers can save your dog's life, period. Yeah. I mean, dog training in general can save your dog's life. Let's not even talk about the e-cowers. Just dog training in general. I mean, let's all raise the bar. Let's all raise the bar. Um, Damien, morning, Jeff. Hope you're doing fine. I'm doing fantastic. Great topic. Working on the graphics of my business while I listen. Okay, awesome. Don't spend too much time on them graphics. Okay. Just remember that. Make videos of your work. Make videos of you. Educational stuff. That's why people are going to hire you for. 
Damien is dropping gems, my man. Yeah, I like to make these shows as educational as possible. Um, um, Allison says, posted a video of my own dog getting her nails trimmed and I bonked her. Local rescue lady um, went off on me and said she hopes someone hits me for doing something wrong. Ma'am, if I tried biting someone for touching me, I would hope they bonk me and at least had to block her. She has no idea. Some of her clients use my methods on her rescues. Yeah, I mean, rescue folks um, are not exactly the person I would go to for obedience work. There are actually some very knowledgeable folks in rescue. I know many of them, but rescuing a, pulling a dog from death row, from a shelter, um, becoming a semi-hoarder does not grow you angel wings. It's not that difficult to do. Train and rehab that dog. And the first thing I would do is that's usually the go-to. That's the emotional response people get from bonking. So a dog is trying to um, bite you and you bonk the dog. If you don't want a bonker, it's just a rolled up cotton towel. So you would take the bonker, say no, boom. Yep, you're hitting the dog on the head. It's a, it's a cotton towel. So a lot of people will say, well, when you do something wrong, I will hit you. I said, well, when I speed, I'm hit with a traffic ticket. If I try to punch someone, they'll probably defend themselves. If I, there's usually consequences for everything we do in life. But to compare your dog biting you to now all of a sudden someone can hit you if you do something wrong, I mean, that does happen many times. But see, dogs don't give a shit about biting you. They just don't care. They've got no problem doing it. So blocking them is the correct response. Um, uh, Alexandria helped my husky is a chewer and digs holes, but I try to correct him with a knee collar or with a rolled up towel, but sometimes I'm not around when he does it. He does the chewing in the cage at night when I'm sleeping. What's the dog chewing? You don't need to put chewing, chewing two toys in the crate. What's the dog chewing? It's bed. It loses its bed. A blanket loses its blanket. But a lot of folks will say, well, my dog put two toys in there, and I understand why you would do that because you want to give your dog two toys, but that's not going to stop the dog from chewing the unwanted stuff. Always keep that in mind. Everybody's like, I don't understand why my dog steals my stuff when it has plenty of other things that belong to the dog. Because you're thinking rational. Dogs don't care. So how do you, what do you do? You make the dog care. So you set up with a video camera, wait till your dog starts chewing something you don't want, and you correct it and you correct it high. Most people are underwhelming their dogs with a remote collar. Um, dog digs holes, remote collar fixes that. Make it suck to dig a hole. So the dog's digging holes every morning. What you do is you put the remote collar on the dog, have it at its highest level, watch it through a window or through a video camera, wait till it starts digging holes, and then correct it for 10 seconds. Is it pretty? Now, this is where a lot of folks like to take things that I talk about out of context. 
Yep, I just said shock your dog for 10 seconds on the highest level for digging holes. Someone will take that and say, when a dog doesn't do a downstay, Jeff shocks the dog for 10 seconds on the highest level. Well, that just shows that you're not a good listener. And you try to come up with false narratives. And frankly, you're an idiot. Because you're, I just, you're just, you just want to make someone look bad. But that's not what I said. I didn't say that. But a lot of people like to make videos about me and other people like say, like, that's what this person said. I never said that. I said when the dog's trying to dig holes in your yard, which dogs, by the way, can destroy very nice landscaping in your yard. Um, how would you rehab a dog that's overly sensitive to the e-cow or due to an owner not using correctly over a long period of time? Um, makes sense. Um, there's lots of different ways you can do it. Too many ways to, to, to list right now, but we, we would teach the dog baseline obedience, layer the remote collar over it. We always use food at the beginning if the dog has food drive. And we just work, train the dog. We just train the dog like any other dog, believe it or not. And we've had many dogs that have it's been used improperly on. Um, Kim says, I was so against e-cow until I met you, Jeff. I had two highly recommended trainers that put collar on right off the bat and let the dog up, by the way. They weren't aggressive dogs, just young and needed direction. Um, I mean, correcting high for right off the bat for non-aggression or non-unwanted behavior, I mean, that's not exactly or not even close to the way we do it. And trust me, we correct high. Brushing the front door. That's a high correction, getting in the trash, high correction, getting on the counter, high correction, fence fighting, high correction. So we need a little bit, bit more context to what they did. What the, what the correction was for. Um, um, Laura says, letters behind a name and title mean nothing anymore. Of course they don't. They never have. I purposely have no letters after my name. Purposely. You don't think I can take a fucking test? You don't think I can study for one month, two months, three months? You don't think I'm capable of doing that? But I'd be a hypocrite because the tests are filled with lies and disinformation. And if I want to pass that test, I'd have to lie. And I find that unethical. But there's some people that love to collect letters. They're on a big acronym kick. They love to do it. When you've got more letters after your name than the amount of letters that are in your name, that's all ego-based stuff. That doesn't tell me you know how to train a dog. That doesn't tell me you know how to rehab a dog. Your title doesn't tell me anything. You know what tells me something? Your actions. Here's a dog. Here's the leash. Rehab this dog. This dog right here is bitten five people, loves to go for people's faces, and it's a 90-pound Rottweiler. Rehab that dog. Show me. Document it. Step by step. 
Um, and then as far as like going to Big Pharma, of course, Big Pharma was not designed to stop things at all. Um, we have an anxious AM staff just started agreeing to graduate. The shot caller has already made a difference with his anxious behavior and leisure activity. Thank you for true and real advice. Thank you, Laura. That is um, the norm response that we get from people who actually do the work, especially get one of our courses and do the work. She wants the green to graduate. She's already seen results on the obedience, but also the dog's mental state of mind. We keep seeing it over and over and over and over and over again. Um, did you move here or are you back here for vacation? You helped me with my Husky and German Shepherd about two years ago when you came down to Florida. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much down here now. I mean, I've had investment properties down here for a while, and I just moved into one of them with Angelo and Joel. Um, so I'm I'm here a majority of the time, and the reason why I'm here is because uh, let's see, I talked to Joel two days ago, and it was 20 degrees in Rhode Island, and it was 90 degrees where I am, which is close to Sarasota. That's why I'm here. I spent my whole life up in the cold weather. I'm 56. I've spent 56 years, because I've only been down here for nine months, 56 years in either Ohio for 18, and then Rhode Island after that. Um, Elizabeth says, I normally put his prong collar on for walks or vet visits or other public places. His e-collar is on at home. But you can use e-collar for everything. Everything. Everywhere you go everything. It's great for just obedience, stopping bad behaviors. I mean, all the, most folks do not know how to actually communicate with their dogs. This is no fault of them, how to have a conversation with their dogs with a remote collar. It's a beautiful thing. It's a really beautiful thing. Skyler says, um, my healer in particular has high prey drive. I don't want her chasing um, this five-pound baby or dog. Is it a baby or a dog? Um, around and, and hunting her, hurting her. I don't want complete avoidance, but I want her to just exist, not react to the storms. At the beginning, Sarah, you might have to go into um, avoidance training. And then you work on existence. So you might have to go into avoidance. You might have to pretty harshly stop the unwanted behavior because you've got yourself a um, a healer um, and a small dog, a five-pound dog. It takes seconds to kill that dog, seconds. Um, Alexander says, here is in Florida. Yeah, I'm in Florida. Linda, I have no experience with remote collars and no big complaints with my old dog, but it would have really helped to have her trained on a knee collar five years ago when I had a broken ankle. I mean, broken ankle or no broken ankle, I mean, I agree with you, but I, again, we don't look at e-cowers as only for some dogs. Every single dog out there can be trained on, a, on, a, on an e-cower, shot cower. Every dog. They're not last resorts. They're incredibly fantastic ways to train your dog. They're not for lazy people. They're not for folks with lack of skill set. Because there is the skill set for training on one. But do you train all your obedience on them? Are you going to have a conversation with your dog up to a mile away? 
Stop unwanted behaviors. They're fantastic tools. Bulldog says, I use the shotgun to recall my dog um, when she's in the woods. It's, uh, the beep button works. Perfect. Shows comes back to me because of a wheelchair. I can't go into the woods, but she loves it. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Alexandria says his wood cage. Oh, he chooses wood cage. I got it. So, yeah, that would be a correction. That would be a correction. Alexandria says he broke out of his regular dog cage. Yep. We, we, we were, we're used to working with a lot of crate breakers up in uh, Rhode Island. Um, we get a ton of them actually. Um, and you make it suck. You make it suck to do that. Uh, Skyward says my service dog, whoever gives the piggy tongue bath. So I'm not concerned about him at all. I'll never leave them unsupervised. Um, though that's just stupid. Oh, got it. Got it. So one dog gets along with a pig. The other one doesn't. Yeah. We'd have to probably do a one-on-one. -on -one. I need more information. Allison says, thanks for all you do, Jeff, dropping the facts and changing lives every day. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's why I move the show to five days a week. Um, Mark says, good morning, Jeff. If you need any help info on growing veggies and raised beds, let me know. I need help, Mark. Uh, I have a good friend in Florida that is amazing at growing and raised beds. Yeah, I need help. I need help. My, my thumb is uh, not green, so I need help. Um, uh, Linda says, I never trusted that I would know enough to use it before, but now I have all your courses. Thanks for the bundle deal. Oh, you're welcome. I mean, you could learn almost anything. You can learn almost anything. I mean, that's what's great about the internet. That's what's great about online courses. That's what's great about, you know, uh, online learning in general. Is you have access to all these people that have lots of information that you can follow it and learn. That's one of the most wonderful things. All right, everybody, let's, uh, let me put up the uh, links again so folks can take advantage of um, our uh, Black Friday sale, academy.solidcaninetraining.com. And then also our Patreon channel, which I encourage everyone to, to buy, uh, buy, to join. Um, Patreon.com slash Solid Canine Training. It's $10 a month. Jeez, you can save. People have been saving over $100 just on courses um, for $10 a month. Yeah. All right, everybody. It's time for me to go. Um, I will have tomorrow's show on at 8 a.m. Wednesday and Friday, we do the Q&A with Joelle. Angelo's O's podcast. Put your, put, put your glasses on, buddy. Did you brush your teeth? Wash your face? And then everything in the dishwasher, sweetheart, will you empty out, honey? The dishwasher, I ran, I ran it this morning. We empty it out. I think it stopped. It's always green when you close it. I think it's still just open it up and let let it cool off. All right, thanks, honey. Um, Angelo's podcast is on on Thursdays at five p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, and he does one on mythology. I think he's going to be talking about. Uh, Angela, what's your podcast on this this Thursday? Norse and your podcast this Thursday. What are you talking about? No Norse mythology. What else? Roman and Admiral. Roman and Norse um, mythology this Thursday. So get your questions ready. All right, all right, everybody. Everybody have a fantastic day. And there's 
three more days today, Monday and Tuesday. I'm sorry, Tuesday and Wednesday for our um, Thursday. Yeah, no, Thursday is the first. Wait, yep. Thursday's the first of December? Yep. Yep. All right, everybody. Madly in love with you. Take care. <laughs>